0: Today on Melanated Conversations, we amplify the voice of Sarita Vulture. Sarita is the author and creator of Bible Study Girl blog, where readers can get a glimpse into her intimate struggles with faith and the ultimate surrender to the will of God. She is also the host of Bible Study Girl podcast, where she shares her personal journey through life as a Christian woman. Tune in to this powerful conversation as we chat with Tawita about the importance of community, sharing your story, and the not-so-pretty picture of perfection. Welcome to Melanated Conversations. Our narrative and our perspective.
1: Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tyrion and I'm Yana. Let's start the show.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Melanated Conversations. I'm your co host, Tyrion.
1: And I'm your co host, Yana.
0: We've got a special treat, as always, on this episode today. We've got the lovely Sarita Fulcher. She is the creator of uh, the Bible Study Girl blog and host of Bible Study Girl podcast. We are so excited to be chatting with her today. Welcome, Sarita. Hello! I'm so excited to be here. Yay! We are excited (laughs) to have you. Um, We cannot wait to get into this conversation with you and you just share all the beautiful, wonderful things that you've got going on um, with Bible Study Girl uh, blog and podcast. Yana, you got anything?
1: No, um, I'm just excited. I'm excited to actually um, chat with you and to actually formally meet you. I know you and Tarion have a, a rich history, so um, I'm excited to um, hear about, you know, what you know about my cousin. We can talk about that. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but uh, just, uh, just to hear about everything that you have going on. Um, yeah, just can't wait to, to chat. <laughs>
0: All right, well, um, as y'all know, we always start off each episode with the round of rapid fire, or as one of our previous guests has so now coined it, rambling fire, because we ramble. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to get into our rambling fire questions. Yana, you want to take the first one?
1: Yes. So, right, let's go. okay, so, well, actually, before I drop the first question, you know, since today, we're going to be talking a lot about, um, sarita and um her blog with the Bible study girl, I figure you know it'd be cool to throw some would you rather biblical style rapid fire questions um hey. so and these are the coronavirus um edition approved questions, so <laughs> all right, so the first one and and Serita, Terry, and I will answer these as well, so you're not in this alone. Um, But the first question, would you rather be cooped up in the ark for 377 days taking care of animals or lay on your side for 390 days?
2: I'm going to have to take the ark with the animals, even though I don't like snakes and I know they will be on there. I just cannot imagine being on my side for that long. Like it would go numb. It just... No, so I'm taking all the animals. Yeah, Yeah. I'll leave
0: on that one. Uh, I mean, I lay on my side for five minutes and the world has has fallen apart. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I can't feel anything. Uh, So I can't imagine laying on my side for 390 days and reference if nobody knows where that reference is from, it's actually from. When Ezekiel had to lay on the side, he had a thing with God about Israel and their sins, and God mm-hmm. was like, "Okay, you're gonna lay on your left side for 390 days, your right side for 40 days, yada yada yada." Anyway, so that's where that reference comes from. But yeah, wow. yeah I'm gonna like, yeah, put me up in there with them animals and stuff. I can At least move around, you know
1: what I'm saying? I'm- <laughs> um, that's hard because I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the funk that that ark has gone. <laughs> <laughs> but you that, that stench?
0: Huh,
1: huh. But you go, you can't feel nothing. No blood <laughs> circulation. Yeah. Move your yeah. body from side to side. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I guess in the arc you get getting a little boat ride. So I mean, <laughs> you can go outside for some fresh air. Um, I. Oh, we kind of, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and just, just take the art. I'm going to take the art. Cause it's less days too.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Arc for 300. Yeah. 300? Okay. <laughs> okay. We all know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, second one. Um, let's see. Serita, would you rather live through a famine Or live through the 10 plagues of Egypt? Ooh, you hit a hot one there because (laughs) I have a low
2: pain tolerance, but see, I also love the food. So Mm -hmm. really what you're asking me is, would I rather be really thin or be in a lot of pain and stuff, but still be able to eat? So let me think, um... I think you're just gonna have to sign me up for famine. And that's really saying something because the plagues were very scary. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't think I'd be able to make it through that. And I have fasted before. So I feel like I would be able to come out on the other side of that, like better, but miss me with the plagues. I'm
1: scary. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no. <laughs>
1: You know, I'm 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 with you on this one, Zarita. As someone, well, as, as everyone who knows me on this show, I always talk about food, and I am the ultimate foodie. And so that is a hard question. But then, you know, I oh, I got to push the plate back on this one, and, and just just give me famine. Just give me not, <laughs> not Lord, I'm not asking for famine, but I'm just. Saying. <laughs> I'm pushing the plate back. I can't do... Because we're dealing with enough plagues as it is. And this ain't even... This don't even hold a candle. Right. <laughs>
0: right. You are so right. Okay. So, initially, what I was thinking was, I was like, the way my blood sugar be set up, Jesus. Because <laughs> you talk, I like, I already know I'm missing you saying a snack or two, it is, woo, it's not, it's not a good situation, Uh, but at the same time, famine is not like, I mean, it's like a really, it's a shortage of food, so it's not like I'm not going to get no food, it's just going to be very minuscule, it's going to be scraps, right, it's just going to be a struggle, opposed to, like y'all said, I mean, those 10 plagues, that darkness for like, what? The the blood and the water, what the flies? Uh, -uh. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna have to take blush, blood sugar lord. I'm gonna take (laughs) famine, and I'm gonna need Jesus to be a a, a solid blood sugar number one. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's real famine too. That's real. I think this is the quickest we ever got through rapid fire. Da- y'all want? I feel like we need. To, I feel like we need to throw a couple mo in there. You <laughs> <a couple more? laughs> I can. I can come up with some real queer. Serena you want to do like maybe one more Yeah that'll be fine Let's All fire
0: right.
1: white. Oh, oh Okay I need y'all to just you know Get a hymn together As I, as I oh. commence something mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I, I, I
1: know <laughs> Keep going
0: I know it was Girl the blood. <laughs> I
1: know it was the blood for,
0: for
1: me. me. <laughs> One day when, when I was, love
0: I was lost, blood. he died upon the, the cross. Like
1: so we got a little delay. I know it was the blood. For who? I said for who? For
0: me. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes,
1: yes, yes. Thank you, Terry, again, for life. rendering that A selection for us. Yes, um, I don't have
0: no B selection
2: yes. for you. Um, <laughs> they say you need to be ready at all times, and you came right on in with that heel. You know, <laughs> that was says on my heart. That was
0: says on my heart. <laughs> and we just came out of Easter. That's fresh.
1: Mm-hmm. Let me see what he's telling me to tell y'all <laughs> well, this, you got for this for rapid fire. fire. Okay, come on. I don't know if it's a good one, but we're going we gonna... to use it. Let's go. All right. Okay, let's do this one. Okay, would you rather have the super strength of Samson or the wisdom of Solomon?
2: Oh, hands down give me the wisdom of Solomon because if I have the wisdom I can find a strong person to get the work done that I need to be done like I am with that wisdom like I could I could conquer anything I could take over the world so I would take the wisdom plus yeah working out and stuff Mm -mm. give me the (laughs) wisdom that's
1: (laughs) hey that's
0: i can see that yeah i i think i'm gonna go with the wisdom too because i and not to say that strength won't get you places because strength gets you a lot of places but um i think in samson's case it didn't really fare out too well for him although solomon uh had a lot going on too yeah Uh, (laughs) but uh definitely the the wisdom that that man uh was given Ooh, yeah you could do a lot with that you could you could probably avoid a lot of things like a wisdom that he had like a famine what you say? (laughs) i said like a famine like a famine (laughs) 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 through it, right through it. <laughs> <laughs> wisdom on how to take care of all these animals up on this <laughs> So yeah I'm wisdom. Yeah Remember
1: three for was. three same same Wisdom yeah. all day Wisdom all day I love you I love
0: you <laughs> Well
1: that
0: was fun It was that was a lot of fun It was <laughs> Thank you for playing on playing along Sarita
2: yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm a gamer, so this is right up my alley.
1: God, don't say that. I'll have some more for you as as we continue through this conversation. <laughs> like, as we pause, <laughs> Just right no, but we appreciate that. And, um, we actually do want to you know segue into our chat today. What the people want to hear, they don't want to continue to hear me and Tyrion always be foolish. Or maybe they do. I don't know. Let us know. But no, um, Sarita, again, thank you for joining. And um, I know you and Terry actually do have a little history. um, But can you share a little bit about your origin story and a little bit more about you? Who is Sarita Fulcher? Um, Sarita
2: Fulcher is a girl that was, I was actually born in Elaine, Arkansas. Um, My mom was a teen mom. She had me three days after high school graduation. So the first five years of my life, I lived in Turkey Scratch, Arkansas, deep country. Um, my great-grandmother raised me. Really, my whole family did. Everybody was invested in me. Um, once my mom graduated and got married, I moved to the big city of Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, and life really um, took off from there. I, my mama had me in church every wednesday and saturday and sunday and if they had a special meeting i was there too um so i spent my entire childhood really um in church into my teen years um and even when i went off to college a lot of people fall off during that time i didn't take a day off from church i found my own church i moved from my home church um to a church i felt like better suited where i was at that stage of my life um and so that's just a little background about me um I am a speech language pathologist that's my professional career and blogging is just something I do outside of that so that's my origin story that's how I got to be here
0: (laughs) nice Nice, thank you for sharing that. Um, so as Yana kind of alluded to earlier, uh, serena and I do know each other. serena and I pretty much grew up, we went to the same church, we were in uh, Girl Scouts together. Uh, Sarita's like, You're a year older than me, you're older, two years older than uh, me? a year or two, I'm not yeah. really,
2: yeah, something like that.
0: Um, but We, you know, same thing. So the same, whatever, wherever Sarita was on Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday, I was there too. She she
1: was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And every other meeting in between. Um, Sometimes, I remember when you first started driving, like, I wasn't at that point yet. So I got to, you know, hitch the ride with with y'all in the Mitsubishi. That was really cool. Uh, (laughs) And hang out and whatnot. So definitely... um, you know, I, I've known Sarita, I, I feel like i at least five years old. Yeah, I this.
2: Like, yeah, it's been so a almost long almost 30 time. years, I mean, yeah. over 30 years
0: now. Yeah, day. it's crazy. It's crazy, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my grandmother still, like, my grandmother and your mom still, you know, are still friends, and it's, yeah, it's, we're all still connected, like I oh. said, I just don't see Sarita, or talk Sarita, uh, you know, on a regular basis, that's true. But, yeah, uh, the love is still there for sure, for sure. It and I, is. I knew um, I wanted to get you on the show and and have this conversation with you today. So,
2: I'm so you, glad babe. to be here. Thank you for saying, yeah. Yes. Come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, moving right along, um, we know that uh, the your blog Bible Study Girl was born out of personal struggles with your faith. Um, can you share a little bit about this journey and how it shaped uh, your faith, and how you originally
2: grew up? Um, like I said earlier, I went to church all the time. So I got a lot of knowledge about um, the right things to do. But I was missing connection with other Christians um, that were struggling with areas of faith. You know, in church, you get the message that, you know, I got the feeling that might not be how other people perceive it, but I got the feeling that if I was struggling, then obviously I wasn't doing something right. And so I got to the point in my faith where I was very discouraged Like, I wasn't doing it right. I was missing the mark constantly. Um, And when you sit in Bible study a lot of times, especially in a traditional um, church, a church that is very by the book and by the rules, when you ask somebody for help, you know, their response is just, Jesus will fix it. Maybe you're not praying hard enough. And I got to a point in my faith where I needed some realness I needed for somebody to be transparent with me um I needed for people to be open that could identify with the struggles that I was having with my faith and there were just a lot of things about Christianity I didn't understand and I felt like if I was questioning God that meant that I wasn't rooted and grounded in him and so I would say in my 20s um I really started to get to a place where I, like I said earlier, I needed community. So I found um, that community with my friends, people that were my age. And my faith grew from there because I was connected to people that were living the same life that I was living. And they were able to guide me and give me assurance that, you know, you're not crazy. God has not forgotten about you. This is where I struggle. Um, But that doesn't mean that I'm not loved, that I'm not accepted by God. So that was part of my faith experience.
0: Yeah. um, I know we were quiet. We're we're letting you talk. And we don't want to interrupt the the (laughs) audio part of it. Thank you so much for saying everything that you just said, because um, I think and obviously you and I go into the same church and, and growing up pretty much in the same circle in the same manner, um, and this is no not to, to our former church, our home church that we grew up in at all. Um, but I, I, I this resonates so much with me because there were. Peace, this idea of perfectionism, right? And yes. and like if you're if you if you're a Christian, if you say you're saved, you believe that Jesus God's Son, God, for sins, all those things, like then you should act according to these things. And not that you shouldn't act according to these things, but you should act according to these things and, and you dare not miss the mark. Yeah. If you miss the mark, then like you said, something you you you, you you're far away from God or you must not be saved or, and, and so definitely, then you start to, you start to self doubt, you start to question things. And I think um, it's important for believers and, and then I'm gonna let Yana go, What's the next question? but I think it's important for believers, particularly or specifically, I think it's okay to wrestle with your faith yeah. Uh, sometimes we, especially for us that like grew up, grew up in the church, mm-hmm. sometimes there's not room for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's important for you to wrestle with your faith because then you truly understand why you believe what you believe. And it's not, and, a, it's not a just, Oh, this is what we do. It's, a, a, it's, you know what I'm saying? You're not saved through heritage and family and all those things. Like it becomes personal for you. Um, and so I, I appreciate the fact that you shared, like, you know what I mean? You had to wrestle with that. And and it wasn't until you came across a group of individuals who were being transparent about the things that they had struggled with in their lives, even as believers, mm-hmm. that, um, that there was a breakthrough, like a different, you it, it just moved to a different, a different level uh, yeah. for you. So I uh, thank you for, for being, uh, Transparent in that area,
1: Yana. I'm sorry. No, you're good. No,
0: no apologies. No
1: apologies needed. Um, <clears throat> no, I love that, and I love it when you shared about you know you you were aware that you needed that community, and you know it 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 needed to change a little bit for you for you to get to the space that you needed. Because I identify with that so deeply. I know Terry and I have had these conversations before, and. Um, I just resonated with that. Um, One thing I wanted to ask, though, um, because a part of this, too, was, you know, you know, one thing that is so important that I always, you know, appreciate people is when they get to a point when they can open themselves and share um, pieces of them and, you know, share the journey, not just always the pretty pieces. So how you know, why do you think from your perspective that it's so important to share your story with others especially in the realm in the space of, of faith.
2: I think I hit on that just a little bit earlier. Um like I said, I was struggling, you know, you grow up and you don't question God, but the reality of it is that God is big enough for your questions. He wants you to question him. You aren't in a relationship with anybody else on the earth and you don't ask them questions. That's how you get to know them. That's how you form intimate relationships. So I got to the point where I was asking lots of questions and when people were honest with me, when people told me their real truths, when they didn't paint it up and make it pretty, it helped me tremendously because I would see these people and I would assume that their lives were perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, everything was going well with them and it really wasn't and being able to hear their stories and know okay i'm not crazy i'm not by myself god hasn't forgotten me it's not that he doesn't love me but this is kind of part of life and this is what real life is that helped me tremendously so that helped me get to a space where i could say if hearing somebody else's story helped me that much then why would I keep my story to myself? And my story is not pretty. Um, I think a lot of times I have a lot of interactions with people and they think my life is something that is not. People assume that if you have a master's degree, your life is great. You know, Mm -hmm. you have a good job. What do you have to complain about? But the truth of the matter is that a good job, a master's degree, none of that stuff keeps you at night. Mm -hmm. And life hits you no matter where you are and so for me it was very important to be honest and open and real and share who I am because other people's stories had helped me so much so um and I am I tend to be a private person um I'm not really into telling my story but life hit me really hard last year and I had to climb my way out of a deep deep pit um and there were people a lot of people my family my friends they helped me they pulled me up along the way um and so i felt like i have a a debt like i need to do the same for other people to let them know they're not alone so that made
0: it easier for me to be i i I do have like a sidebar question Mm -hmm. you talked about when you were in your 20s and you kind of found this you you had moved to a different church and you found this group of people um who um, where they were being vulnerable and sharing their stories and, and not the not so pretty pieces I'm just curious um, were the individuals in this group were they the same age as you or were they older
2: it was people that were the same age as me and honestly it wasn't just a specific church um in my 20s i traveled um i did travel therapy and so i got to meet a lot of different people not necessarily in church but people that were believers. Um, they didn't necessarily go to the same church that I went to, but I was able to get their stories and feel less, you know, out there.
0: Yeah. So, and I think the question that I'm about to ask you now, you may have just answered that a a little bit and have kind of talked about, about this a little bit already, but how did you get to the point in the process of accepting your, your vulnerabilities and opening up the window um, that you, about yourself, that you don't often show. You know, like, it's one of those, it's one thing to be like, okay, people are being vulnerable with me, but I still don't feel necessarily feel comfortable with being vulnerable. Like, what did that process look like specifically for you?
2: Specifically for me,
0: I was, I, like, before
2: I reached the lowest point I think I've ever been at in life, I had been going to therapy for like five years. Um, and in my therapy sessions, I would talk about basically the symptoms of everything that was wrong with my life, Like, but I never really got to the heart of the matter. And when I did, it took me Like I said, I'm not an open person and I'm going to this therapist and I'm paying this therapist and I'm still I don't feel comfortable just laying it all out there and saying, okay, I know we talk about this, but this is one of the issues that I know I need to deal with. Finally, I got to the point where I said, Sarita, if you want to be whole mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all those things, you're going to have to let it go. You're going to have to say, hey, this is what I really need to talk about. And you're going to have to talk about it. And once I was open and I talked to my therapist about being molested, like the floodgates of my life opened. I'm not traditionally like a crier but I could not stop crying. Like It's like everything inside of me came out. And so I think reaching a point where I realized I'm not going to be healthy and I'm not going to be whole until I really am open and I deal with everything that's going on in my life, that made me be more open and vulnerable just in everyday life with lots of different people. So I That was the process for me. I think if I was still holding on to things and being bottled up and like not sharing really who I am and all of me, then I would not have reached the point where um, I could be open with everyone else. So it wasn't a pretty process. It was a process um, that I needed to go through, though. So that really unlocked a lot of doors and cages and windows and everything has been pouring
1: out of me since then I I love that you shared that you know y'all excuse me if I don't package this in the prettiest way when I say this but you know sometimes as Christians we can be real ignorant and our thoughts about you know just take it to Jesus and he'll see you through not saying that that doesn't hold true but I, I, I love that you not only you you continue that path but you also utilize you the knowledge to, you know, that there, God also provides resources and other people to take us along these journeys and help us to, you know, discover ourselves or to break down things within ourselves so that we can begin the process of healing. So I love that you shared that, you know, you went to um, um, counseling therapy for five years. And also, learned that wasn't just like it wasn't just this magical overnight process like it took it was a journey. It took time. Um, so I, I just wanted to call it out. Just.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a journey. And see, that's why I felt like it was important just to be real and honest. You know, growing up, like you said, you hear take it to Jesus. But, you know, Jesus has provided resources on the earth for you and you need to use them and that's something that's something else i struggle with because older generation people of color therapy is taboo and no no and they are probably the generation that needs therapy the most if we're being honest yes because they've been suppressed and oppressed and in church i learned to just like you know like you said, just take my problems to Jesus and leave it there, but he's provided resources on the earth, and I was determined to use them.
1: Yes, and that actually flows into what I was, um, my next question for you is that, did you find that it was the Christians that made this experience harder for you um, as you were going through this journey, and you know, with your audience base, with your both your blogging, your podcast, do you find it to be more traditionally based, uh, more Christian, you know, based f- um, followers um, and listeners of your shows, or are you finding that you're getting um, non Christians or returning Christians?
2: I would say to your first question, Christians it's a double-edged sword. They made it harder for me, but they also made it easier for me. You know, people have a term church people um, to refer to people that are, um, they are one way within the walls of the building and a completely different way outside of the church. Um, But they're still Christians, you know, that's just how they choose to live their life. And so it was, harder for me in some aspects because christians you know i've had people in my own family say to me you don't need therapy but then i say to myself but look at where you are uh i need something i need something different than what you've experienced and on the other hand i have had some good christian friends to say to me you know you do what you have to do to get where you need to be so on both sides of the coins christians have been the hardest audience and the easiest audience um, to help me get to where I am right now. I think the majority of the people that listen to the podcast um, that read the blog are Christian. Every now and then I will get um, messages from people that don't believe in Jesus Christ and they are attempting to convert me and change me and tell me I'm almost there, but this is where you need to be. But the majority of my interaction is actually with Christians. Um, and generally, um, my mama reads it every day. And she also provides, um, editorial
1: comments
2: <laughs> to <me through> text. <laughs> every day. Um, but generally I would say the audience is Christians. Um, the goal for me would be for everybody to read it, whether you're saved or not, so you get a better understanding of who Christ is and what he wants to do in your life. Um,
1: yeah. Can you share a little bit about like um, the flow of like your, your show as well as the, um, the blog? Like what are, what would listeners take away um, from your blog and show? Well, like I said
2: earlier, I, hearing other people's stories has transformed my life and my walk with Christ. Um, it's made it easier for me to deal with life. And so, um, I'll start with the blog. The blog was, I've always been a writer now before last year, when I started blogging, my writing primarily consisted of writing evaluation reports for the children that I was seeing for therapy or retreating. Um, writing progress notes that kind of thing or um using my talents for evil if someone made me upset angry I could be very professional but I will put them right through my writing like
1: that was I got that gift too girl I know what you mean (laughs) (laughs) And and
2: so writing the blog was my first time in a long time using my writing to pour my feelings out um, to share it with the broader audience. So when you go to the blog, you get to hear about my life and the things that I'm struggling with, the victories I feel like I have, and my defeats uh, as well. And it helps you as a Christian or even a non-Christian. You can relate to the stories because they're my life my brother started reading the blog and he was like, oh, this is great. I think you should expand on it. He has been podcasting since before podcasting was a thing. Um, You know, in mainstream culture, we were all living together in the house, me, mama, and my brother. And we would get so annoyed because he would be like, he needs quiet in the house. Excuse me? Like, what are you (laughs) doing? Who are you? Because he wanted to record his podcast so he said I feel like there's space for you in the podcasting world I think you should think about maybe sharing your stories in a verbal way I was hesitant because verbal speaking is not my thing I like to write because I can think about it before I put it out you know I can go back and reread it and decide "Mm, that's not it but with speaking it's like once it's out there it's out there um but I was like okay let's go ahead let's give it a try and after our first podcast I was like that wasn't so bad like I think I could do it so when people come to listen to the podcast they don't just get to hear my stories they get to hear the faith journeys of other people people I know um that talk about how their relationship with Christ has changed through the years um different situations They've had, and I think it gives people uh, reassurance. Um, it's a great outlet for every guest I've had. Um, initially, many of them come in very uncertain, but by the end of it, they are certain of a few things that they are loved by God and that their story has value. So if you come to listen to a podcast, you will get to hear people's stories, and I, it encourages you. It lets you know you're not alone, you're not weird. Um, but your story has value so
0: i love that so much i i feel like obviously in two different different lanes like the idea of sharing stories i yana and i always talk about this that's what we love to do here um obviously from a different perspective but at the same time sharing allowing women to share their stories, Black women to share their stories. And I love that for you, it is sharing pieces of your story as well as others and how it relates to their relationship with with Christ. And um, I think that is super duper cool. Um, I want to kind of segue back a little bit. We were talking about community for a little little bit earlier. Um, And I just want to say, similar to you, for me, it was the same idea that I, once I settled into into life, I don't even want to say once I settled into life, but mm-hmm. there was a, a shift that happened in life and it was like a physical shift, right? I moved from where I grew up, um, I, I re- moved to another state and life changed for me, um, but it was during that time too, where um, I found a community of, of people, of women, of friends that um were believers, and I and I love so much that individuals, and there were older women too. But these individuals did not have pretty stories at all, and so definitely it changed my my mind frame or shifted my mind frame from the idea of okay, so the things that I experienced in life, knowing that I knew Christ. Um, but I struggled in so many different areas. Like I wasn't alone in that. And if there are women that have walked past and and we could share our stories and there was no judgment, you know what I'm saying? It was like, but even through that, this is how good God was to me or for me, or this is how my relationship with Christ um, changed and evolved and all those things. So with that being said, from your perspective, why do you think that we thrive on community?
2: I think we thrive on community because God created us for a community. Um, when Adam was in the garden, after he got finished doing, um, like, naming the animals, God told him, it's not good for you to be alone. You need companionship. And to me, that's not even just a man-woman relationship. But you need people in your life um, to help you. I didn't get to where I am by myself. I have great Community of friends, some who are believers, some who are not. I have my church family. I have my therapist. I have, I just have so many different communities. I have my work family, and each community has added value to my life. I am an introvert, so I I really do prefer to be alone most of the time, but I need people. And I think the older I get, the more I experience life, the more I know. I need people. Um, It's those communities that have really strengthened me. I started a Bible study group when I was in my twenties with, I just sent out an email, an invitation to anybody that wanted to come, like come to my apartment. Let's learn about Jesus together. I was hesitant to do it because although I have been in church all my life, I felt like to make a move like that would require that I was a great biblical scholar, and I was not. Mm -hmm. Um, I let everybody know, disclaimer, we are all learning together. I just think it's important for us to learn. Out of that group, um, six women came consistently, and we formed our own community. Um, We didn't all go to church together, um, but we did all love Jesus. And we were able to share with each other our stories, our struggles, We would get to points in the book that we didn't understand, and we would do the best we could, and we would muddle through it. Um, But that community helped me tremendously through my 20s on into my 30s because everybody was willing to say, I'm struggling with this. I know the Bible says I need to do this, but this is hard for me. Somebody else was able to say, that was hard for me, too. This is what I did, or... We would all say, this is hard for me. How are we supposed to do it? But community, like, validated me and encouraged me. It lifted me when I wasn't able to do it myself. So I think it's very important for us to find our own communities, whether you're introverted or extroverted. You need community. You need people there to help you. Because life gets scary. Life gets hard. Life gets tough. And also life is great you know we have celebrations um there are great things and you don't want to have to do that alone you need community absolutely
0: absolutely um i love i love how you brought that all together um just from the idea of like we are created to be communal people to be relational people and that that's how we that's how we get through that's how we get through life Um, it's not by ourselves but it's with each other um so i think that's great Um, One of the things that you mentioned um, is that the mindset that we are not Jesus, we're not perfect beings, but that doesn't mean his work is not perfect within us. How are you spreading this message through your platform? And before even you talk, uh, kind of share how you're spreading that message through your platform, but I think more than anything, can you kind of break down that thought process for us? Um, Jesus was perfect.
2: He walked this earth. He did it perfectly. And growing up in church, there is the idea of you need to be perfect or you're not saved. Really, I do remember, um... I remember being in church when I was a teenager, and I don't know. The pastor said something, and it made me doubt my salvation. Like, am I saved? Because he told me, <laughs> if I'm not doing this, that I'm not saved. Like, I doubted my salvation. Yeah. Um. But as I've gotten older, as I've grown, as I've matured, and really as I've developed more of a relationship for myself with Christ, I realize I'm not. Every day is not going to be perfect. I don't always hit the mark, but God is continuing to perfect me and make me who he wants me to be. It may not look pretty to other people, but he is doing a perfect work in me. He called me. Um, He has purpose for me. He has plans for my life. So even if it doesn't look right to the outside world, I know that every day he's doing a new work in me and he's making me closer to his image. So I do try to share share that message on my platform, on the blog, in the podcast. That's why I think it's so important for people to be open and vulnerable. It will help people, like little, maybe 13, 14 year old me who's sitting in church thinking, well, I must not be saved. That's not the truth. You are saved. He's continuing to work in you, though, and I think that's a very important distinction that we can um, make people miss because we have our perceptions of what's perfect, but God is the one that's doing the work, the perfect work in us.
0: Yeah, uh, so two things you, you said, um, they're, they're theological terms for them. The first idea of, you know when you talk about your 13, 14 year old self sitting in church and I, yeah, that is me. And I'm sure Ayana can attest to this too. Uh, but yes. the idea of, which we've talked about, but the idea of being perfect. And if we're not, if we're off by one little thing mm-hmm. and we, we haven't checked these boxes off, right? We haven't yeah. checked these boxes off that we are going to hell in handbasket. <laughs> um, that idea is called legalism, right? And it's just following a set of rules. And it's not even about relationship at the end of the day, and so that—that that was one point you hit on, and and we know that that ultimately being a Christian in Christianity is is about relationships. It is about yeah. our relationship with God, how how Christ made a way for us to be uh, redeemed and and to be back in right standing with with God, and then and our relationship with Christ is you know is accepting His free gift salvation for us and then the other one is the process of sanctification where you just talked about like the process of going through life and things not being perfect or not being pretty um, and that God is working and perfecting us every every day day by day and we're not mm. going to be perfected until we see him again face to face but it's a process and it's not always a pretty process but He is sanctifying us um, slowly but surely so that's all I want to say about mm. that
1: preach honey <laughs> yes I yeah y'all are both spitting so, so much um, so much of this is even resonating with me from a, a personal level because there are moments when um, and she, Terry and I have had a lot of conversations where I've broken down to her and told her like you know Especially as it relates to the part about feeling like you have to have it all together, and you got to be hitting all, cross, you know, dying all your eyes, crossing your T's, and if you go anywhere outside that path, you are failing. And um, but that that that's not how you know God works, because I don't know. I'm not going to go all the way down at home, because I, I mean, you want <laughs> to. This
0: is this is
1: Sarita's show today. I ain't gonna be. Don't insert in Yana's testimony. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, what? <laughs> no, but um, seriously, um, what 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 would you say has been the most fulfilling as far as personal growth, and um, as well as you know far as your reach and teaching others
2: really I would say for me personal growth has really just been surrendering to God I tend to be very much a know-it-all very much a boss very much I want things my way and I think through this journey I've learned that it's not gonna go my way like quite often And I have been, I've had to be willing to surrender everything that I think is, should happen, um, just the way I think life should go. I've had to surrender that to God. So I think that's been my ultimate, my ultimate lesson, my ultimate learning (laughs) throughout this whole process is that it's not, it's not my way, it's his way. And sometimes his way is what I think, but quite often it's not, um, so that's probably my biggest, my biggest personal lesson.
0: Yeah, that's good. Everything you're saying honey, is good. I love, it. I, love it, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. What is your greatest vision for Bible Study Girl, and and also, um, what is your greatest vision uh, for your walk in faith, and then also. What is your long-term goal? That is like a very
2: loaded question. Like I just said, I'm a boss. I'm bossy. Like, (laughs) let's get it done, people. So um, my biggest vision for Bible Study Girl is that I want people to be helped, however that has to happen. You know, I've been thinking about that. Like, what is your vision? What do you want? I'm going to say I want God to blow my mind. I'm not going to put an expectation on it like i want this this and that um because i'm in a season of my life where he is blowing my mind he is exceeding any imagination i could have ultimately i want people to be helped i want people to come to know jesus however that has to happen um my biggest goal for my faith is that i really would put my life in his hands sometimes i try to take it back because i'm telling y'all i woke up this morning and I looked at my <laughs> bank account, and I was like, Lord, you do going to have to tell me now. look, I'm sitting up in this house, but you do going to have to, uh, and I had to have a come-to-Jesus meeting with myself and say, like, look, you know, this is what he told you to do, so you sit here. Um, so, ultimately, my goal <laughs> is to really, for real, give myself to him. Doesn't mean, like I said, I'm not going to stumble. Um and my faith is growing every day with this whole coronavirus epidemic. Um, that's financially a very hard hit on me, but he's showing me something. I don't know what it is. I want to get to the point where I'm not as I can tend to be reactive. I have a lot of the dramas in me, honey. So, um, ultimately my goal and faith is to really and truly trust him because he's taking great care of me and I don't think he's going to stop. You know, he loves me. He wants the best for me. Um, so that's my overall long-term faith goal. Just keep the faith. Can I keep
1: the faith? No, I, um, <clears throat> that's, that's that's why I applied you on that because I think that's the ultimate goal for that should be the ultimate goal for e- anyone and everyone. And, you know, I just, I really felt like this episode, I mean, I love every episode that we and all the women that we talk to, but this one, you know, hits on a different level because, you know, even more so right now, Um, a lot of people are like going through, like they're struggling, they, there's things going on mentally and, um, and you know, people were, people are lost and they're, they're, there's, they're, you're finding more time with themselves and they're, they're trying to fight through, um, this journey. So for you, even from going from your own, you know, sharing within your own experience and, um, and how you got it through this, if, There is one piece of advice that you can offer to someone right now that is struggling. Um, What would you say to them? Do you, and do you have maybe a a favorite scripture or something that you can offer? I,
2: my favorite scripture for years is um, that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. Um, As I've grown older, I've come to understand that that doesn't mean it's going to feel good. Like this situation I'm in right now does not feel good, but my faith is not determined by my feelings. Um, my faith is an action and I have to put my faith into action. I think the advice I would give to anybody right now that's struggling, um, you know, not to sound super churchy or be super deep or super spiritual, but you do have to believe in, something greater than yourself. For me, that belief is in Jesus Christ. And I can't imagine how people are getting through this and they have nothing to hold on to. With that being said, though, your faith in Jesus Christ, I think, is increased when you have a community of people around you that can encourage you. And I don't mean just pray for you, but I mean do physical things, tangible things, that help you during this season. Um, I think part of our role as the body of Christ is to be the hands and feet in Jesus Christ on this earth. That means we need to help people that don't have food. My cousin, um, she knows I've been unemployed going on, like this is like week six. She will come to my house and bring me food. You know, everybody, um, if you have more, you should be willing to help. Um, those that don't have, I think it's just, I I keep coming back to that. We need community. Mm -hmm. We need to be helping people. We need to be doing for others. If you are feeling depressed, there is no shame in seeing a mental health professional. That's important. Um, That helps me to have someone to talk to, to not, um, to talk out all of my, emotions, all of my feelings. Um, So those, those things help me. Um, It also helps me to get out and to get exercise, to get fresh air, to not just stay in my house. Like I can walk around in my backyard if I need to. But I think it's important in this season to take care of yourself um, mentally. Mm. You have to be mentally sound. Don't let life get you to the point where you can't take it anymore and if you feel overwhelmed like that reach out to someone
0: um that you know will be willing to listen
1: yes thank you I love that thank
0: you yes thank you so so much for that you don't even know how much that word was needed right now so thank Mm. you thank you thank you and also, thank you for pointing out the, the fact that, yes, as the body of Christ, we have to be leaders in the forefront, making sure that we are taking care of, of one another. Um, and I know a lot of people um, may be struggling with the idea right now of, like, not physically being able to go to church and all these things. And we talk about, you know... Well, they must. The individuals may look at at churches who are holding church online right now. Like well, they lack faith and all these other things. And and um and and at the end of the day, you know, God, the Bible commands us. So Jesus commanded us to to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Right. And so we need to love God and love people. And the best way to love people, to love people the way that you love yourself, you want to take care of yourself, keep yourself healthy. You have to do the same for your neighbor. And so I think that it is um, not wise to assume that if churches are not physically meeting right now, that that is a lack of faith. I think it is the other way around um, and that we're using wisdom and, and, and acting on our faith and loving our neighbor at the same time um and so i'm glad that you just spoke up on that and making sure that we are um you know meeting the physical needs not not just the spiritual needs but meeting the physical needs of, of people I always think about and i don't mean to go down rabbit hole in preaching or whatever but mm-hmm. I always think about like you know that scenario when jesus is getting ready to to give give the sermon on the mount or uh or the beatitudes I think that's actually the same thing, but giving these sermons or or speaking to these large gatherings, these large crowds. And before he spoke a word to them on spiritual things, people were hungry and people needed to be fed. And so he made sure that those things were taken care of first. Um, because a lot of times, you know, as a kid, you hungry, you in school, you can't concentrate on what's being taught because you thinking about where your next meal is going to come from, or what you don't know understand. What am I going to have for lunch? Lunchtime get close, boy. I can't focus on nothing. I'm not doing <laughs> nothing. The teacher to say that teacher sounds like a teacher on Charlie Brown. <laughs> so you um, so, um, just all that just to say that you know we we especially as believers we need to make sure that we are doing our part the best that we can. Um, with whatever the little that we have, or as much as we have, to be able to make sure that we are taking care of those who don't have, especially right now. Especially right now,
2: um, can I ask you
0: a question? Sure, sure,
2: girl, when is when is your church opening? When you have a service? <laughs> right? You over here, quote, like, my church. Me, yeah. girl, I'm like, let me get my Bible because she. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, yeah, no. you preach, girl. Go ahead, thank you, thank you. Y'all don't know, and we talk about this every once in a while, too. Like, I in my faith, I love, um, you know, just being able to have these conversations, and I admittedly love what we do, but I truly love being able to have these conversations, and so this is, I get to, you know. Really, just I don't
1: know anyway, girl. But ain't no church choke me, honey. Yeah, we, nah, we didn't. We, we didn't had a whole service. I mean, a whole <laughs> service. If you think about it, we know, done right? had a selection, scripture. No, right. She delivered the word. I guess we got to close out in prayer,
0: right? Listen, now this is the time y'all want to
1: pass the plate. I know, right? You don't right? pass the plate. You want something <laughs> on the plate that you can eat. No, no, the I don't want their plate. <laughs> uh,
0: give me some green, but like some green. Oh. Like Anyway, <laughs> but I just wanted to like just kind of kind of back you, give you reinforcement back there, back you up on on what you just said. Man, well, honey, today's been great. Man.
2: You came, you came through with a mighty word. Like yeah. let me go. All right then, <laughs> praise God
1: well um this has been just a phenomenal conversation as we get ready to have our benediction i just <laughs> <laughs> I <know. laughs> and, and close out the service <laughs> so Rita, this has been such a joy you don't know what light you spread um for even just for us today we we needed um, this and we think we're thankful for you. Um, We admire the work that you're doing and the work that is working through you. Um, And we just, you know, we, we send you all our love and like to keep, keep that going on. Um, It's awesome to see more um, of us. Um, And when I say us, I'm not just talking specifically to black women, but I'm talking more now. And as the younger generation, the next generation that's, you know, Caring for for um, this message and spreading it. So keep doing the great work that you're doing.
2: Oh, thank uh, you. So,
1: um, all right. So we're actually going to close uh, before we wrap. We have a few closing questions. Um, for, so we always close out with a, um, we always ask our guests of the show. Um, what word um, is guiding them for the year? Um 2020 has been a little, di- a little a little different, a little interesting year than most years for us. So, um you, we understand if that word has changed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what would you say if you can choose one word, what would your power word for 2020 be?
2: My word for 2020 would be intentional. Um At the beginning of the year, I said to myself, you know, you do need to be more intentional this year, Um, intentional with your relationships with people, intentional with your relationships with God, intentional with finances, intentional with your health. So for me, um, that word hasn't changed. If anything, it's probably become even more stronger. Um, I have to be intentional about the things I do and not just do them haphazardly. I can tend to be very spontaneous. And, um, yeah, this year for me is about being more intentional.
0: That's always a good word. Mm -hmm. Always a good word. Um, are there any new projects in store for 2020 or, you know, anything new going on with the, the blog and the podcast? Of course,
2: um, I've spoken about this a little bit on the blog the podcast but I am in the process of writing a book about my faith journey Um, so I have plenty of time now to get this project oh. done <laughs> so yes. that, yeah so that is what is in the works for 2020 I am working on this book and it is taking everything out of me but um, my prayer is that before 2020 is over the book is out in the world
1: yes we touch and agree <laughs> but we we yes. we, we social distance and touching.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So
2: that's the only um thing I have so far, and I'm always looking for I'm always looking for people that are willing to share their testimonies on the blog if they want to write it or on the podcast. Um, I finally got like. On the blog, I talk about different members of my family. My mom is Bible study mama. My brother is Bible study brother. Mm -hmm. And my cousin that I hang out with the very most is Bible study cousin. Um, And she was the only member of the Bible study franchise who had not shared her personal testimony, (laughs) but uh, she finally got on board and came on the podcast and was willing to share. So and she was like, this was fun. Like, Mm -hmm. I should have done this a long time ago. So I'm always looking for people that want to sit down and talk about faith, their faith journey and how they got where they are. So.
1: what did y'all think yes what did y'all think about I know I'm throwing in another question but I just thought about you know this past weekend um, the Clark Sisters um, movie came out what were y'all thoughts on the the movie and how
2: oh that movie was phenomenal (laughs) I was into it because they didn't give you a sanitized version
0: Mm. they gave
2: you for real yes yes.
0: <laughs> yes i agree wholeheartedly with rita i thought they did an amazing job i love the fact that they did not what we've been talking about today yes. they didn't paint a pretty pretty picture mm-hmm. they they laid everything out there and i um i was watching another podcast and i didn't even pick up on this but they really showed the dynamic of the relationship between the girls and their mothers. Because you think about it, it's, it was a lot of them. And so we didn't mm. get, like, full life stories from each girl. I think that would have taken up yeah. so much time. But it really showed the dynamic of their relationship with their mother. Um, and also the fact that Sister uh, Maddie, Mom? That mom? mom? Oh, we would <laughs> not have harmonies in choirs if it had not been for her. Right. Like, I didn't even, child, I ain't know that. Yeah. God, I did I thought we didn't sing it, harmonizing. <laughs> Mark was like, no, y'all not going to sing it. break this up. Alto, soprano, tenor. Get your life. It better get these notes right.
1: We're going to sound like one voice, but we're going to hold more than one note. <laughs>
0: Hello. 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 <laughs> but I
2: I
1: absolutely,
2: I loved it, loved that movie. And Kiera, uh, Claire, Kiera Cartier did an amazing yeah, job. Yeah, she yes. did. I love the music. It was just
1: great. All I'm of them sisters musical. can blow, though.
0: Yeah. What'd you say?
1: All of them can blow.
0: Yes. yes. And
1: then the one that played Twinkie, what's her name? Oh, uh, gosh, it escapes me. She's actually from here in Dallas, actually. Is she? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean that they all can, and we, oh, actually, yeah. If you listen to each one of them, um, that there's different clips of them singing. But Honey Child, um, Queen Latifah, Missy, misdemeanor Element, Element, <laughs> Elliot, <laughs> Missy Elliot, Mary J. Jane. Jane, y'all are in charge of all future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right, right,
0: and we know how Lifetime can do sometimes.
2: They be I mean, <laughs> listen, I was like, Lifetime, mm-hmm, but they, yeah, they did yeah. a great job. Lifetime
1: trying to come a little melanated. I don't know if it was just because of the show, I mean, that movie that was on Sunday, but all the commercial, all the future um, movies that they were advertising, I was like, what? Yeah, Salt Pepper, and, <laughs> and uh, but did the, the Salt and Pepper
0: biopic? Yeah. yeah, but and I heard they're part of that. Like they were a part of producing For
2: the
1: that natu? too.
0: Oh, yeah, That's so that. we don't
1: get the real real with that too.
0: Yeah, I bet it's gonna be good. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. That was a great question, y'all. Yeah. yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: All right, so um, one final question for you, um, Sarita. How can our listeners connect with you? How can they, um, you know, listen to your your podcast, get connected to your blog um, and all the things? Um, you can
2: go to www.biblestudygirl.com. I release a new blog every day, five in the morning. Ooh,
1: girl, every um, day?
2: Every day
1: you get a new
2: (laughs) blog. Um, The only day you don't get a new blog is on Saturdays. And because that's when the podcast drops, you can listen to the Bible study girl podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google. You can connect with me personally um, by going to my Facebook page, Bible study girl. You can also uh, connect with me on Instagram by going to underscore Bible study girl. I am on Twitter as well. I'm not really good at Twitter, but I'm on there. Um, You can find me at Bible study girl, the number two. Um, And if you want to send me an email, like to share your story, not necessarily for publication, but just to share it, or, or if you want me to pray for you or whatever, you can contact me at Bible study girl. 2019 at gmail.com and let me tell y'all that was a little weird for me because usually my brother does all that um, (laughs) at the end of the podcast i don't
0: have to do it so i had to think real hard (laughs) you did great that was seamless (laughs) (laughs) that was was great um y'all heard that um uh, we will make sure that we uh link all of this information in the study notes uh, in the study notes floor in the blog notes in our study girl i can't get of this out on the blog it'll be on our blog post for you when the episode come out okay we got you covered we're gonna put all the links in there for our for our listeners yes, and subscribers. Yep thank, thank you, you.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks again so much for um, for sharing your story with us and um, our listeners. We definitely appreciate you opening up and, you know, and really sharing your fullness of the, this entire walk for you um again Terry and I wish nothing but good things for you in this journey and we can't wait for the book um as always you guys you know the whole aim and purpose of our show is to amplify the voices of black women and share in their powerful stories of transformation as well as to for us together to share our lessons and celebrate our successes so Um, We thank you for always um, tuning in and honing into that uh, mission and standing behind us, standing in um, behind us as we carry forth and and to bring on all these fabulous women every week um, to you. Um, Again, as always, if you have a story that you want to share, we are here for you. Um, Just send us a note at info at com. Um, you can always connect with us on our social media as well at Melanated Combos or on our platforms, even Pinterest. it yeah. <laughs> might not be much there, but we're there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, just connect with us. We would love to, um, you know, we'd love to hang out and chat. Well, I'm gonna say hang out, you know, from a social distance perspective, um, <laughs> but we definitely want to connect with you, our listeners, and and, and make sure that we're giving you what you need. Um, but you know, until we connect and chat again, I guess I don't have anything else. Do you, Terry? Uh, I was just going to say thank you, Sarita, so very much.
0: It was an honor. It was so good to hear your voice and to talk to you. Um, and, man, God is doing amazing things in your life. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. Just, man, you have no idea. Uh, and today really blessed me. So thank you so much. Oh, thank uh, you. Yes. And, uh, no, I don't have anything else, Yana. Hallelujah. Ooh. Oh, Lord. <laughs> is, that, is that the closing? Let me be foolish. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was it. That was the clause. That, that was the benediction right now. Oh, <laughs> we didn't have to put no words on it. We didn't have to put no words on it. It's going to end and hallelujah. That's it. <laughs> hallelujah.
1: Melanate on that.
0: Melanate on that. <laughs> Well, until then.
1: Hallelujah. Melanate on on that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for tuning
2: in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review.
1: Have a story of your own to share? email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at melanatedconversations. conversations till next time
2: keep raising your voice